Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right. Happy hump day, as D-Cell likes to say. Bill Ryder with you. Thank you for being here. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can. Uh, in a little bit, we'll dive into the All-Star game last night. I, yesterday, I was a little hard and 100% accurate on Major League Baseball. It's like dealing with your kids. You love them. But you got to kind of bring the truth, and sometimes it can be a little fierce. Might have been a little hard in Major League Baseball, which I love. But I found a solution for baseball's woes, and it sits, it rests. It was, it was evident in the All-Star game. That still wasn't very interesting. But I, tr- but I felt some emotion at times. We're going to summon some of that and find a way to get baseball back where it belongs. We'll do some NFL odds. It's the triumphant return of Andrew Bogish. And, and D-Cell doesn't know about this, the executive producer at D-Cell CBS We're going to do a what to sell in about 15 or 20 minutes. It's a historic day for all of us, but especially for Tom. Uh, Kevin Durant, the rumor has it, might be playing a game we like to call, oh my God, Kyrie's the worst. At least that's one of the rumors out there that maybe he doesn't want to leave Brooklyn. Maybe he just wants to not be with Kyrie. This is the guy that instead of breaking up with his girlfriend, moves to Alaska. Why don't you just break it up with her? You haven't been dating for a year. It'll be okay. She'll make it. You'll make it. It'll be fine. Kevin Durant, super passive aggressive. We'll get into that in a little bit. In an hour, uh, my friend, longtime major leaguer, Dodgers analyst, World Series champion with the Yankees. He played for several uh, Major League Baseball clubs, including the the Cubs, my Cubbies. Jerry Harrison Jr., maybe from the golf course, maybe not. I don't know. Is going to be with us on the program. We'll do buy or sell as we always do. We got a bunch of stuff for you. If you want to call 855-2124-CBS, Twitter, Sports Rider, Sports R-E-I-T-E-R. Also, I don't know if it's in there or not. If it's not, I'm just going to put it in there. Barcelona may have played yesterday. A little friendly with Miami. Might have gone pretty well. We'll get into that in buy or sell. I think these were like seven Barcelona questions. We'll just we'll narrow it down to one of them. Again, 855-2124-CBS. I have an operating theory, and it's a warning that 
Live Golf, the Saudi Arabian petro-oil-fueled golf enterprise that is throwing money at everybody and is trying to, and I think it will become successfully accomplishing the takedown of the PGA Tour and the creation of a dual, and maybe someday the dominant golf tour in the world, that that is a precursor. It's a beta test for Saudi Arabia to wash its reputation and to cement its place in worldwide culture through sports beyond golf. And the latest headline, the latest news that happened just after this show we got done yesterday, to me, smacks of what the goal actually is for Live Golf. Charles Barkley, I don't think this is a hot take. I think what I'm about to say is a, an absolute fact. Charles Barkley is the best broadcaster in sports anywhere in the English language. He is beloved and funny and interesting. And he is as valuable an asset if you want to broadcast sports and you want to wash your reputation as any individual out there. With all respect to anybody else you want to point to, Barkley's the guy. Look, I think the NBA, NBA on TNT is phenomenal for so many reasons. And I don't want to take anything away from Shaq or Kenny or Ernie or the people behind the scenes and the production staff and the creativity of that show. Everybody plays a significant role in the mystery recipe that leads to that kind of television magic. They do. Everybody's great. But Chuck is the star. Chuck is the talent. Chuck is the critical piece of that thing. And the fact that, according to Dan Patrick, who's obviously on another network but is connected, according to Dan Patrick, now confirmed by a bunch of folks who cover sports media, Sports Illustrated has weighed in, a guy named Andrew Marchant, hope I got his first name right, he covers media in New York City, Tom is telling me yes, um, have confirmed that Live Golf are interested in throwing in the range of 100 million dollars at Charles Barkley to have some unspecified role as part of their tour that doesn't even have broadcasting rights yet. And the reason this is significant for you is twofold. One, if you, like me, love that show, the NBA on TNT, this could be the thing that that does it in. Who would have thought that the threat to Charles Barkley staying on that program longer and bringing us the best, it's not just basketball commentary, it's the best sports commentary in the country in any sport, that the threat to that continuing would be golf. But again, it's not golf. This isn't about golf. Live golf is not about golf. I don't watch a lot of golf. I watch some golf. Live golf is about spending the billions of dollars in oil money to take over important sports cultural institutions so that the Saudi Arabian government and the people behind it, including the guy that runs it now, just a little fist bump with the president, which was a political victory for him, so they can wash their reputation. And you may not care about that, by the way. You may not care about the politics, but it's also going to affect the sports. And they've done this before, just not in a way that Americans are paying attention to. Uh Uh-oh, soccer alert. But soccer is is where they first tested this out. Petro money, and not just Saudi Arabia, oil money from the, from the Middle East, has bought or created the top clubs in Europe that are capable of being purchased, which is mostly the Premier League. Think Man City, think Chelsea, even though that was a Russian oligarch who was in charge of that. Think PSG. And now they've moved on to live golf. And this is why it should be of concern to you. And I was thinking about this yesterday as I was watching the, the, the uh, MLB All-Star game. I don't want to take shots at the All-Star game. I think I very accurately 
describe my frustration with it yesterday. And actually, look, I sort of enjoyed the mic'd up nature of the guys. And I think Clayton Kershaw being on the mound was significant and meaningful, even if it didn't really fit with the meritocracy aspect. We talked about C.J. Nikowski yesterday. And I live in L.A., so I'm extremely biased. But I think Dodger Stadium is a baseball holy ground. And yet the entirety of that experience for a lot of the folks who watched it and consumed some of it, myself included, was straining to to want to be invested in it, straining to want to see the best part of baseball in this showcase event. And that is an opportunity for, for live golf. I'm telling you right now, going after a guy like Barkley is not about golf. Yes, Barkley likes to golf. Yes, Chuck talks about golf. Yes, there'll be funny videos about Chuck doing his thing and swinging and missing, and he'll be a commentator on that series. And it's also true that we live in a time of, of remarkably rapidly increasing live live rates for, for live television, for live sports, excuse me. Live sports and the costs that they, that they incur for, for networks or Google, whoever, are rapidly going up. Champions League, soccer alert for Tom, which is currently controlled by, by Viacom CBS, one of my employers. Um, those rights are up in a few years, and there's already talk that they cost three or four or five or six times as much. So Live Golf, creating a sport that has the ability to give live sports programming, golf programming, that has Charles Barkley, that has David Faraday, who's a very well-respected and kind of well-liked guy at NBC. In fact, an hour ago, after I decided to talk about this, an alert came out. Henrik Zensen, who is the captain of the European Ryder Cup, which is a very time-honored, important position in golf to be on the Ryder Cup, especially the captain, is leaving his captaincy because he's going to live golf. Every 30 seconds, somebody important in the world of golf is going to live golf. Why? Because live golf is going to eye basketball. They've already gotten themselves into soccer. They're going to eye baseball. They're going to eye the NBA. They're going to eye whatever it is they can take and they collect. And this golf exercise is going to be, for them, the trial and error of how to steal leagues, to steal sports, and create their own ventures in which the entire world's paying attention, and they have a captive audience, and they can watch their reputation however they want. And it's going to work. This morning, Diesel, I hope you don't mind if I put you on the spot, Tom, Diesel said to me, isn't it time that we talk about this just in the context of it's kind of time to get over it. Now, that's what we want. Am I, am I accurately giving your, your take? I don't want to speak for you, but you're basically like, maybe it's we've hit a tipping point. Absolutely. I don't, I don't think Charles Barkley or the next person after Charles Barkley are going to be the outlier anymore. This is here to stay. And I want to disagree with you and throw my moral outrage in the air, but you're right. If Barkley, the thing that's brilliant about hiring Barkley is that if you throw enough money at Charles Barkley, $100 million, $200 million, whatever it becomes, and he goes, he's such a personality. He's such a force of nature. He's such a no-nonsense, no-BS guy who doesn't take flack from anybody, by the way. Gave up his friendship with Michael Jordan to tell the truth about Jordan being a, a poor owner of an NBA team. He will provide cover for everyone else that follows. Every other person that goes to live golf will dwarf in comparison to the personality and the Q rating and the impact and the import of Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is not just a huge name. He's not just somebody that you can use down the line if you have if you start your own little basketball league, your own little baseball league, your own little tennis league, whatever you want to do. He is an umbrella that shields Saudi Arabia and the, really the people that go under the Saudi Petro Oil Live Golf umbrella from criticism. There might be a little bit, but not a lot. Why Charles Barkley? Because it makes it safe to go to live, live golf. And I'm telling you, this is not where it stops. 
the good folks, that's a little sarcasm, who are sitting in Saudi Arabia and are plotting this and are using government money, oil money, to create the most expensive sports league on the face of the earth. This is, it's called a loss leader. They're spending money they're going to lose, not because they want to create a golf league. Not because the new crown prince of Saudi Arabia, who's been accused of personally agreeing to the torture, kidnapping, torture, and murder of a Washington Post columnist, an American citizen, resident. Um, Not just because that guy loves golf, but because there's a bigger plan at play here. And they're going to see in this an opportunity to go and get other people. Let me give you a little geeky tennis information I think fits in here, and I'll expand other sports. About a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, Novak Djokovic, who's probably the best tennis player of all time, not very well liked, tried to create basically a union, a players association, to individually, on his own, go against the governing body of tennis. And it started to gain some momentum. It was a similar thing, not backed by oil money, not backed by any money, just his power. Maybe they could create a situation where they demanded more money and they demanded a lot more power and say. Federer said no. Nadal said no. It kind of dissipated. But what it tells you is once Djokovic wins enough of those majors, again, I'm speculating here, enough of those majors that he feels like those grand slams, that he's clear forever of Nadal, of course, it doesn't matter if he's 40. If he can still sort of pick up a tennis racket, live tennis, if that thing exists, can throw $500 million at him, and he's going to go. And some other players will follow suit. Turn to the NBA. And I'm not, I don't know who it is, but if you take the biggest names, the most important players in the NBA, if you take a, a grouping of LeBron James, and Jan Sanzadokounmpo, and Joel Embiid, and Nikola Jokic, and Ja Morant. Did I already say Kevin Durant? If I didn't, Kevin Durant. Let's throw Kyrie in there because I don't trust that guy as far as I could throw him to do the right thing. And whoever else it is you want to put on the list. Let's say that you get to 15, 15 names. And, and Live Golf throws $500 million at each of them for a four-year deal. A few are going to take it. And you're going to start to see an erosion of the sports institutions that control sports worldwide. And you're going to see not just Saudi Arabian money, but other places are like, oh, man, this is an amazing way to have leverage. If you're China and you can own and control parts of American sports, that's power. If you're Russia, if you're Putin, and you can find a way to get in on funding whatever sports leagues grab the attention of American sports fans, that's power. We like to say that we want our politics to be separate from our sports, and I agree, but if that's what you like, you have to stand up against Live Golf because it's the exact opposite. The goal is not for politicians that control certain countries, powerful people, to get into sports. It's to take over sports to dictate their politics in this country and other places. It is a bad... And by the way, I'm not even criticizing Charles Barkley. It's not great, but I have a great life. I'm very blessed. I'm very lucky. I love what I do for a living. I make a nice living. I support my family. But who am I kidding, Diesel? If, if Live Golf called me tomorrow, and they probably pronounced my name wrong, hey, is this Phil Bider? Yeah, it is. And they offered me... $10 million a year to go do a live golf. I mean, am I, am I really saying no, Tom? I'd like to think that I am, but I would be lying. I would probably be like, oh, my God, that's life-changing money. Send my kids to college for sure. You know, like I might be able to, like, you know, get that car I always wanted, whatever stupid goal that I have. Or not so stupid. Do I get to retire someday? That'd be nice. Be nice. Be cool to do. Now I don't love all the jobs I have. Money, Money's power, man. It's bad news. Bad news. Charles Barkley is a big, big step toward us having this conversation about other sports in a couple years. All right, 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. Uh, I'm going to break a little earlier because we got a big segment coming up. Not really early. I'm actually going to break on time, which for me is a little early. 
Uh, we've got NFL odds we're going to go through. It's the triumphant return of of, uh, of Andrew Bogish, and we've got a historic. Oh, I got a way to fix baseball, and this is my favorite part. It's a historic day for Tom DeCelestino, and we're going to wrap it inside what to sell next here on CBS Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening right, welcome to back the, into the show. The Andrew Bogus is back! It's good to see him. He's one of the millions of Americans who got to enjoy air travel recently. How was that, buddy? It was okay. Could have been worse. Could have been better. Could have been far worse. So I will, uh, and my problems were coming home, not going there. So at least it didn't mess up our trip. Did you have a good time? Had a great time. Can I, or is this public disclosure time? Can we say where you were and celebrate that fine city? Oh, I was in Chicago. I mean, it was all over my Chicago. Instagram and whatnot. And so people knew where I, I was the whole weekend. Um, I, don't, I don't follow you on there. No one came to say hello, which is fine. But, um, no, we were in Chicago, had a great time, and then they didn't want us to leave, so they kept us there for an additional nine hours. Did you? Oh, so you stayed at the airport for the nine hours? You didn't go into the city and party? No, because O'Hare was too far away from like anything of significance, and putting our kids back on like a forty-minute train ride back yeah. into Chicago didn't seem worth it. There's a crazy Applebee's there; they get crazy sometimes in Schaumburg, where that airport is. Yeah, we. So yeah. our good friends, uh, a former colleague here, was actually in the airport as well, trying to get back to New York on a different flight that was also canceled. So. I did have, we did have some company in Who the, uh, Jay Berman. Mr. Berman, Jay Berman yeah. was at the airport. He was. I love so, Jay Berman. Uh, we hung out in a Chicago Blackhawks themed bar and grill in the airport for like five hours. That would be way too many quips in one room. You and him hanging out is way too much <laughs> snarky sarcasm. It, it was a lot. Uh, kids didn't seem to care for any of it. Wives had their own side conversation and then Jay and I did our own bits. Yeah. I love that. Um, it's a historic day. Can we? Do you mind if we if we just transfer into what to sell here to, to get into some history? Whatever Tom wants to do, I'm here for. Tom, let's go. D Cell said what? It's writer than you's. What to sell? Today is the anniversary of a day many people celebrate, but Tom does not believe in the lunar landing today. No, that's what? not true. I forgot. No. <laughs> yeah, Don't paint that picture. It's that's on my calendar. Not true. Wait, wait. Tell us how it's not true, but then explain why it is true. Go. All I said is I, I can be a little skeptical. Not that I don't believe it. There's no way it didn't happen. It was a, a sound stage, a movie stage. No, that's not what I said. I have some questions. I, that's all I said. <laughs> I'm not making fun of you. Like, don't let America celebrate a lie. What are some of the questions you have? No, that's exactly what you're doing. 
I just, I mean, look, why? I mean, it was a long time ago, right? Like, why? Why aren't we allowed to say, like, hey, I'm not so sure? Okay, but but all we're asking for still, and I don't think you've ever given it given it to us, but that's is my like, biggest what are the one. questions that but, you have? But like, that's my biggest one. Like, if it's if it's so believable, and everyone's just gonna be like, yep, yep, that happened, absolutely, 100, percent like. Why are why isn't anyone allowed to raise their hand and be like they are right now? I am. Right. That's my biggest. But that it's just the overall question of like why can't I question it? So you can. So you're defending the bigger picture of I'm allowed to not believe what I want. You don't have a specific qualm with this story, right? Right. Are there any other things that you have questions about? Any other historical events that you think? Do you, you... think the first two world wars happened? <laughs> yes, I do. I okay. do. In a different order, though. <laughs> Two was always had a one. Everybody knows that. What do you, Tom? Happy uh, lunar landing day. Did we land on the moon? Uh, I'm gonna go with yes, <laughs> but I'm allowed to question it. And by the way, I appreciate you not telling me the topic for today's what to sell. I loved being surprised on that one. <laughs> I'm gonna go with yes. It's a reluctant yes. <laughs> But I'm going to go with it. Be honest. You don't have to pretend because no, it's National Lunar Landing Day. If you're making me choose yes or no, I'll choose yes. <laughs> I'm not making I, you choose. That's how choices I, I work. I feel a lot of pressure uh, here to decide. I completely forgot about this because of the other absurd things you've said since, like <laughs> Trey Lance over Tom Brady. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I think it's a good thing, but I, I completely forgot that you said this, and now the frustration of you refusing to give one possible objection to the lunar landing is now resurfacing. I know rational people, like I have family members who I won't call out here, who will go out and they'll bring up how the lunar landing probably isn't real, and I'm just like, bro, I can't, I can't do this with you. Disa, you're not alone, is what I'm saying. You have company. What is it about the lunar landing that you doubt on National Lunar Landing Day? It's just that it's, it's, there's, a, <laughs> you guys are putting me in this position where I know you're just glaring at me like, how could you be this person? I just, I'm just questioning whether it happened or not. I know, I want to know why. I'm actually curious. I'm a curious person. I'm a, because, I'm a curious individual. I mean, it takes a lot for obviously that to happen, however many years that it's been. And I'm, we're just allowed to question it. Where any, I mean, other people, other ships have landed on the moon. Other astronauts have gotten like gotten to the moon. Are the, all of those fake? It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> is Harry Potter real? It's possible. <laughs> it's actually not possible <laughs> that Harry Potter is real. Is, right. is Jaws 4 a documentary where the great white shark went from Long Island to the Bahamas, Bermuda, chasing a particular family? There's a Jaws 4? Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, don't watch Jaws 4. No, no, no. If you you're going to watch, watch you know, a fourth installment of a franchise, I mean, it's got to be Fast and Furious. No, no, no. Incorrect. The, the Jaws you don't watch is the SeaWorld one, but the other three, based on, you know, that focus on Roy Scheider's family, that's the one, those are the ones that you watch. How would a how would a shark know his, who his family is? Oh, no, no, it, it, it can't. That's but, but that's what I'm trying to figure out here, like, where D-Cell's head is. Like, what's preposterous and what's not for him? D-Cell, what is the percentage odds that the lunar landing happened? Zero to 100, just for you, percentage odds it happened. Uh, I'm going to go with 75%. I mean, you guys... <laughs> <laughs> why? why? Why does 75% bother you? Because... 
Because to take 25% probability off the board, in my mind, requires you to now follow up with two or three things in particular that you think are questionable. If you want to stick to the, I'm just defending the idea that all reality can be questioned, then to me, you think that like 99% is likely that it happened. You're leaving the slight door ajar for it to have been on a sound stage. But 75% is significant doubt in my mind. So you got to give me some proof as to what you doubt. 75% is overwhelmingly believing that it happened. Mm, I, I, I choose I to look at that differently. What do you mean you choose to? That's how numbers work. Oh, okay. So now I can't question your numbers, but you can question the great Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong. This feels like a vicious cycle we're in right now. I'm looking at all the theories. There's a shadow theory. There's right. a could not a radiation field theory. I've never heard that sounds. Isn't stupid. there one about the way the flag is was yep. blowing? The wind as is he, blowing. Yeah. Oh, the way the stars are pictured. I'm going through a de- but all this has been debunked. There's no wind on the moon. Okay. And, yeah, and I think there was one like why haven't we been back? Of a, a general kind of like why don't we just go there easily now? One. You're right. You're I right. think that's a fair question. Okay, fine. Like, And there might be a, an actual answer, but that's what I'm looking for. If you think that's a fair question, fine. I mean, look, I don't think we need to go to it on a daily basis, but I think it's fair to, to raise the, the question. I mean, yeah, we, I'm going to the moon Thursday. You go. going with Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I could humor you guys. National. Anyway, I just want to celebrate National you know, Lunar Landing Day together <laughs> here on July 20th, 2022. For you. Um, Are you asking me as Neil Armstrong or Jim Carrey's character in Dumb and Dumber? I forgot about that. What was that? What was that? That was amazing. That's just a great detailed retort to any kind of question posed. He wants to know who he's answering as. So 75. All right. What are the, what are the odds that Shohei Otani or Mike Trout will win a World Series in their careers? Less than 25%. I'm going to go higher because I don't think Shohei Otani is going to play his career with the Angels. How high? So I'm going to go slightly above 50. I'll say 55%. So almost the same percentage that the the lunar landing didn't happen. I just wanted to have a modic. All right, can I I give you guys a a little hot take? You're the baseball guy, Bogus, and I'm the guy that loves baseball and thinks baseball's in the toilet because it only matters locally. Okay, I kind of like the hot mics. And the, I'm going to throw a fastball here and try to get him out, guys. Why can't we adopt, if we're going to get radical with baseball, instead of changing the game, why don't we just change the access to the game? And people's, because these sort of things have always happened among players, right? Why, what about having a season where baseball just mics everybody up and every game you could just, and, and then guys get used to the microphones and they start getting mad at each other and there's some anger and you get to hear, like, I'm going to hit him in the head. Be amazing. At the very least, Sign me up tomorrow for in-game interviews with players after something. You know, you guys go ahead, three-run homer, bottom six. He's back in the dugout. Give me that guy on a mic real quick. What happened? You know, because you can't talk to a pitcher during a game, but you can certainly interview a guy after a home run or a big hit or a big defensive play at the end of a dugout. And you could definitely have, like, first base or the first baseman mic'd and replay those conversations, ump conversations. There's definitely ways to do this for every game. I love how Diesel, despite years of radio, communicates on the show with hand gestures. No, we're not. You're not on the. Well, I didn't show. want to cut him off. I wanted him, you know, allow you him. You threw your hands in the air like I did while he was making his point. I didn't want to be rude <laughs> to cut him off. 
What, why you don't like this? I like. I, I'm with Bogusian on this. This speaks to your point yesterday. If baseball was in a good state, they wouldn't need all these wacky things to change the game to try and make it interesting. I mean, newsflash: it's not interesting. It's just not on a national stage. Regionally, sure, people have. In Boston, they care about the Red Sox. In LA, they care about the Dodgers. But it does not translate the same way as the NFL, the NBA, and college football. This is the solution. I know. We're, we're on the same page. By miking up players, you're going to yeah. drive fan interest? What would you just say? Uh, you know, um, if it was going well, you wouldn't have to do this? Yeah. And if I was thin, I wouldn't have to start work, you know, running more. But we, we live with the reality that we face. But it also has nothing to do with the game. Like, yeah, it, it does. It, it's time to let it go. It, it's Get Baseball is not the national pastime anymore. Just let it go. That's Robert Manfred's decision. Hi, uh, is this on? Uh, uh, MLB Commissioner, my new plan is just to let it go. I mean, would you really <laughs> doubt that he it's might over. say that? He might say that. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. But we, let's just, for the sake of... Man, you're you're sort of a, in a little nihilistic place here. Let's just argue for the sake of argument that people in charge of baseball want baseball to be successful. I think that as a solution, I'm with Andrew. I like all the access, and I think the mic'd up thing was was it was cool. Like brought you to the into the game a little bit. Didn't feel as distant. Didn't feel like a like a statue in a museum. It felt like a, something alive. I liked it. Yeah, and it, and nice. it would get it would lose its importance. And its impact there if they, if they don't be... fix on things on the field, but it's part of the solution Agreed. for sure. There Agreed. has to be something interesting to talk about as well. When you have yeah. a random game, you know, on June 25th, like, let's not lie to ourselves here. There's not that much interesting going on between Brewers Marlins. There's just not to talk to these players. Right, well, sure, they're... but same thing about a Magic Raptors game on a Tuesday in January. Yeah. Yes. Like, there are absolutely 100%. dud NBA games that you wouldn't know if they slapped you in the face. I will say this: there, there's some young talent. That, like, we live, I think, in a star-driven culture now, and there are young stars that play in the NBA that can impact the game in a way they just can. If Shohei Otani impacted every single play of every baseball game, the sport would be healthier. But that's not how baseball works. So, I do think there's a bigger, like, there's a a, a tougher sell for for crap MLB games. But why not, guys, mic'd up? Guys that are funny, guys that are interesting. Some of these dudes are hilarious, man. Right, and NBA games and or NBA conversations, and you can adjust my numbers, the large majority of them are about topics. Like, you're not going to get calls people in the middle of the season going, man, did you see that Warriors whatever game? I can't believe Steve Kerr did this. Like, they're calling in about tanking. They're calling right. in about trade demands. 100%. They're, and or like every individual talent, like stars. Like, right. oh, Embiid, man, he's great. But he, uh, Harden, he's never he's playing great, but he's never going to get it done. He's and, never going to win. And the overwhelming one about baseball is always, why doesn't baseball matter? That's the overwhelming topic for baseball. Because I also think that sometimes that's a cop-out and an easy thing to get to where now the game 3-2 and the strikeouts, I get it. But I thought last night, for the most part, and going to Monday 2 was good for baseball. Julio Rodriguez Monday night was good for baseball. Do you know what my kid did yesterday? Went in our backyard. I had to pitch him wiffle balls, and he hit like Julio Rodriguez because he that watched him cool. hit That's 30 cool. home runs the night before. Did he, he didn't want to hit like like uh, Pujols. He didn't want to have his, his brother or his sibling pretend to lose to him and then and then not be able to Correct. Get it done. We counted home runs correctly. There was no – he beat me fair and square. There was no fudging the numbers. He hit more than I did. Yes, all those things I, really happened. By the way, I don't, I don't mind 3-2 games. And if I'm watching a Cubs game when I'm invested in the Cubs when they're playing well or I'm watching a Dodgers game, which to a degree I care, 
or back when I lived in Kansas City, I watched Royals games. I've always been interested in the local team and the market I'm in because I follow baseball locally. I'm into, I'm into that. The problem is how do you make those games count nationally? And you're right. I mean, Andrew, there's, there's, there are structural problems that for me just begin with, with a lack of parity. If an entire team, an entire market feels like they have no chance year after year after year, no one's going to care. If you're a Pirates fan, why would you care about baseball ever? Yeah, and, and that's a problem that baseball can fix if they could figure out a way to create some kind of salary floor where teams had to pretend to be competitive instead of living in this bottom-feeding world and every once in a while stumbling upon a right set of circumstances that makes them good for a year and a half. I love the mic'd up idea. And you could maybe have the games be on a delay if that's what it takes for the swear words or the strategy. Like even like a like we do like a 30-second delay. I'm sure you could set something up because just if you could actually like have guys like talking strategy, walking, and it would depend on the personality, but pitchers who are willing to do what we saw last night, where it's like, all right, here's what I'm just talking to their glove, right? Like, oh, we're gonna, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw a change up here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna set them up here, and then I'm gonna try to go inside with the slider. I mean, I, I'd be captivated by that, or at least I might be, in a way I'm not now. Yeah, although I think that one can't happen. I don't think we can bother pitchers while they're on the mound. I think you could mic them up and they could do with it what they want. So you maybe get a showboat here or there who's like talking to you. So who's into the into it? Right, like Alec Manoa last night. In addition to answering questions, and I don't know if this was the way Orleans is or because he knew he was mic'd, but he was talking trash like in the direction of home plate after certain pitches. Like I want to hear that. I don't need my Agreed. local John Smoltz asking him questions about strategy. But if we could just hear him, Agreed. grunting and even after the fact, and somebody's listening to make sure. We're not giving anything away or he's, you know, something inflammatory, whatever. Fine by me. But to actually talk to him while he's pitching, I don't think we can get that. I, I don't need that, but I think like a, an open mic situation where if you're – it would take a while, and maybe it's radical, but the sport is great and it doesn't matter nationally. So it just, it just doesn't. And I don't know if you guys saw this stat. 23 of Major League Baseball's 30, 30 teams? 30, 30 teams are um, – are, are down in terms of attendance year to year, and it's adjusted for COVID. It goes back five years. Like, it's it's not – it's not – it's just baseball's not – and we all watch games, right, to a degree in our markets. How often do you – even Dodgers games. I'm watching a game, a good game, and there's just they, – they pan the, the, the crowd, and there's there's nobody there ha- half the time. There's, it's just – so something's got to happen, and I think it, just an open mic – and some guys might talk into that mic, and some guys not might not. I would. If I were a ball player, it would be awesome to just be like, hey, you know, if I'm the pitcher, I'm going to strike this guy. I hate this guy. I'm definitely yeah. going to strike this guy out. But on the flip side, they apparently set at least recent records for ad sales for the game last night and the home run derby. So there's there are good business things about baseball right now, which kind of feeds into the idea that Manfred likes where they're going, even if it means fewer fans because they're getting money from other places. But to be fair... There's nothing on TV in terms of sports the last two nights anywhere at all. Like, uh, hit me with ad rates are up nas- on national broadcasts when it's not you're a captive audience. When you're in October, when you have when you have playoff baseball and it can't compete against NFL regular season games, like that's a huge to me. That's a problem. Right, but I don't know that a lack of competition makes people give baseball their money. Wouldn't they just then wait and spend more in other places if they, I like, think they would just give burn money? I, I mean, why do we, any of us watch the All-Star game? Because it's the only thing on. And it's kind of cool, but it's a showcase event. It's not the same thing as watching. Like, I'm not watching Red Sox-Yankees next time it's on because I don't care about either of those teams at all. 
I'm going to watch Dodgers, I'm going to watch Cubs, and I'm going to watch Shohei Otani. And those are all maybes, by the way. It's not a guarantee I'm going to watch them. Like, Bogus, you're the baseball guy. How many non-Mets games have you watched this year? Like, start to finish watch or yeah. just put on? No, like, you're invested, you're watching it, you're a captive consumer. Um, I mean, I have MLB.TV on a lot in the afternoon when I'm home, and there are afternoon games on. But, like, how many games have I sat down to yeah. really pay it? But I, I also don't always watch a full Mets game because right. there are three hours, and there's They're a lot long. going on, and there's a lot of them. Like, that's the other thing that you can't avoid is it's 162 games. I know, it's, it's not the NFL weekly. It's not it's, NBA it's playing three times a week. Yep. It just is what it is. It's too many games. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know what the solution is. And I don't have time because I'm too busy trying to figure out whether the moon landing happened. So it's like that also just pulls pulls from what. So we didn't get to several of the things. We didn't get to, we're gonna do, we'll do NFL odds tomorrow. That'll carry over. We had some odds for you, Bogus. We're going to throw at you. It I saw exciting. them. I'm prepared. Are you ready? I haven't seen them. I'm not prepared. I was ready. To, I was still ready to go. I yeah. didn't look at them in, on purpose. I think I'm going over, over, under, under, over, under, if I'm remembering correctly, just as a preview of tomorrow. Ooh, I'll change up the order for tomorrow. Uh-oh. D- Diesel, have the the last word here. Just close us out. Uh, Speak for all Lunar Landing skeptics, please. In saying what? That I want to question it? Anyone who questions it, you you are grouped in with me. Everything is all right. It's all right. You can question it. That's all I got. What about it do you question? I'm I'm actually – I'm not making funny. I'm curious – what about the lunar landing really hits you as, you know, maybe not. Maybe not. Whether it actually happens. We keep going through this. You guys want specific points. I'm yeah. just pointing to overall whether it happened. You can point to because of what, the way the stars are pictured, whether it's the flag has gone that way, whether we don't go to the moon on a regular basis. Anything you want to point to. Just overall, but, did it happen? But you understand, like, I could pick something. Like, I could go, eh, maybe Pearl Harbor didn't happen. And you'd be flabbergasted by that statement. And then we'd say, "Why, Andrew?" We'd say, "I'm not. I'm just saying, it's possible." Yeah, to- you just you can just ask it. You're allowed we're to make- just ask. We're just looking for the reasons, the things that draw you to a little bit of skepticism. You can pick and choose what you want to question. That's how it works. For me, it's, anyway. It's sure working. <laughs> um, all right, I have a, I have a Kevin Durant take. So good to be back. I'm not even sure KD ever played for the Brooklyn Nets, but assuming he did, <laughs> I've got to take. I'm a rumor that's out there on why Kyrie might be, uh, well, the worst, like part 131. We'll do that after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. 
Bill Ryder with you. Happy National Lunar Landing Day, or to some folks, Tom, National Skepticism Day. It's okay. We can all agree to disagree. Some of us believe certain things. Some of us don't. Some of us are in the middle. For example, what should we believe about Kevin Durant? And why he suddenly, after signing a long-term deal with which four years remain, he wants out of Brooklyn. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Feels kind of pouty. Feels kind of scared. But a new rumor's out there by David McMenamin from the worldwide leader. <laughs> Sarcasm alert. Uh, from ESPN. What? Diesel, the worldwide leader's a dumb, is a, such an arrogant thing. It's worse than writer than you. The worldwide leader. But you're the one that taught me that arrogance isn't always a bad thing. It sometimes is. Isn't always does. It means isn't always. Got also it. means sometimes it is. Dun, 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 the best at everything other than these 48 things that matter. Anyway, David, David McMenamin. You're right. They're not listening. I'm ah. good. I'm good. I wonder why I've never worked there. David McMenamin. All right. Here's his, uh, here's his rumor on Kevin Durant. There's a school of thought, speaking to people around the league, that they think that the Durant trade request wasn't actually about him getting out of Brooklyn. It was about getting Kyrie out of Brooklyn. So my first instinct here, D-Cell, is, man, that is some rewriting of history Durant's trying to pull. But then I thought about it. Here's why it actually kind of tracks. Beyond the obvious that Kyrie Irving, everywhere he goes, people will do anything to get rid of him. They would hope he would lead a lunar landing and just go to the moon and do it. Well, that'd be weird, though, because then how would he explain how the Earth is round? That would like his... Mind blown. Kevin Durant's extremely passive-aggressive. The burner Twitter accounts, the weird shots on Twitter that are vague, he doesn't go at people directly. It would be like KD to do something like this simply because he doesn't have the guts to say to the GM or to Kyrie, yeah, this didn't work, man. Like, I'm, I'm out of here. I mean, say what you want about LeBron James. G- give LeBron credit. He will go to people and he will say, I don't want you here. I don't want this person here. This doesn't work for me. I'm not interested in this. Now, LeBron, when he goes into GM mode, is wrong 97.2% of the time. But at least he's willing to say it. I kinda, I, I'm kind of into this a little bit. Maybe he just doesn't want to be around Kyrie Irving. Maybe he's over it. Most likely, the most likely situation is that Kevin Durant has found himself in a position where the Nets have taken my advice – they literally read my column at CBSSports.com saying, demand the world. Little sarcasm here at Diesel. But have you noticed that's become the narrative? Have you noticed that like that was, nobody was talking about that? We put it out there on the show, and now the sort of general NBA thought is, well, maybe they're just, if they don't get a good enough return, they'll keep him. Which is the same thing as, we're not trading you if we don't get a good enough return. And KD feeling trapped is trying to turn it and say it's Kyrie. But part of me, kind of like you with Lunarlandium, I'm skeptical. But there's a part of me that thinks it could be possible that KD's just playing a long, passive-aggressive game to get rid of Kyrie. Kyrie is not pleasant to play with. He's not reliable. And, and whatever you say about Kevin Durant, and I actually think he's an amazing, amazing talent, and I, I hear he's a nice guy. I, I don't love some of the ways that he's conducted himself and some of the oversensitivity that's very clear in his, in his approach to trying to frame various issues. But the guy loves hoops. He loves to hoop, and he wants to win. He wants to be a winner. And he may have learned the hard way, as people tend to. It's like a marriage. When you marry someone, it's because you want to be married to them. A lot of marriages end because it turns out this isn't what you expected. 
this marriage of basketball excellence may be ending in divorce because Kevin Durant has realized Kyrie just doesn't care about winning, Diesel. I don't think Kyrie Irving cares one bit about winning, about winning. He might care a little bit in the moment, right, when the game's going on. But I don't think it's the preoccupation of his life. I don't think it's the third most important thing. I don't think it's the 11th most important thing. He's clearly not a professional in the sense of the word, like I take my professionalism seriously. And everybody's entitled to their own view at work. But that's not where Kevin Durant lives. That's not his worldview. That's not his thing. I'm with you. I want to believe this. Say it is true for the moment. Let's believe that it is true. How does this work for Kevin Durant this season with this trade request out there but it's really just to get rid of Kyrie Irving. How does it work for this upcoming season? I mean, the thing that's weird about it is all he would have to do is say to the front office, get rid of Kyrie, and they probably can't rid of Kyrie. But maybe, maybe not. But maybe he's got to, maybe the long game is he does this. Now he goes to them and says, you know what? Get rid of Kyrie, I'll stay. I've thought about it because now they're afraid they're going to lose him. They have to move on from, from Irving. Nobody wants him. There's no market for him. They came close to forcing the Lakers, but it just doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Everything I'm hearing, and who knows, man, but everything I'm hearing is status quo. Lakers aren't going to give up those picks. That's why there was a fake friendship meeting on, on FaceTime or Skype or whatever it was. Zoom between LeBron and Westbrook and AD. I think it's status quo. I think Durant stuck with the guy. What's the old expression? You made your bed, now you got to sleep in it. Hated that expression. Well, I never made my bed. Why would you make a bet if you're going to mess it up that night and no one ever sees it? doesn't make sense. Let's talk baseball with Jerry Harrison Jr. next here on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law